Welcome to Caldwell Madison Review, episode 53. The only podcast in the world scheduled to go live Mondays and Thursdays at 8 o'clock Central Time. However, it is live on Friday at 12.03 p.m. Because I don't follow the rules. That's right, I missed last night's episode. Kind of glad I did, because there is some major news that happened that I probably wouldn't have gotten to until either the last minute or wouldn't have been able to even look at. And Unfortunately, it's not good news and not news that I'm happy to be reporting on. Um, this song you're listening to now is called Professor Umlaut by Kevin McLeod. And you can check out his site in Competech.com for his royalty-free music and rap paper. I use a lot of Kevin McLeod songs for my openings. I've been using this one for a while. And you can also use his songs for your projects. I'm not used to drinking coffee during these episodes. I'm enjoying a cup right now, probably on one cup too many. So. Yeah, news. And I wanted to go over some fun stuff. Lots of fun news. In the news. Kendall Jenner has a... Had a Pepsi ad. That just totally backfired and... Pepsi even... Apologized for involving her in it. Uh, Ann Coulter... Spells rumors of her dating Jimmy Walker, the uh, dynamite guy. There's an article released that says talking to your dog is a sign of intelligence. That sounds fun, right? And on the Boston Globe, article called "Girl Found Living with Monkeys in Indian Forest." All all fun um, things to talk about here. Fun things for you to call and, 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 and comment on and all this other stuff. And we are live, of course, as I said. And if you'd like to call in, the number here is... 602-753-3005 But no, none of those articles I mentioned will top off the show. What what article am I going to go over beginning with? Hmm. U.S. launches missiles as Syrian base over chemical weapons attack. Son of a bitch. Way to, way to go, uh, Trump administration. The one, one uh, I guess, hopeful, the one chance, the one, the one hope people had with the, one of the one hopes people had with the Trump administration was less foreign intervention. But what do we have here? 59 Tomahawk cruise missiles sent to Syria overnight in response to what it believes was a chemical weapons attack that killed more than 100 people. So yes, this chemical weapons attack that happened a couple days ago before the last episode. Um, media kind of had a frenzy with and of course was blamed on the Assad regime. Though, to many people, it doesn't make any uh, sense at all that Assad would even do that. 
Some saying that uh, they kind of had everything, I wouldn't say under control, but in their favor. And why they go for a gas attack. And another thing, too, is the past gas attacks were never linked directly to Assad's regime. Many seen as false flags, and even this one showing signs it could definitely be false flags. No hardcore evidence was presented to any of us anyway, and now this is basically the Trump administration saying that they don't have any doubt in their minds that this was carried out by Assad. Also, while this isn't the first time that the United States United States' bombs have land, landed on Syria. This is considered the first direct military strike against the Assad regime. I guess if you look at it in a certain way. So let me go over a little bit from this article on the uh, or on NBCNews.com titled U.S. Launches Missiles at Syrian Base Over Chemical Weapons Attack. Article that came out yesterday updated today at uh, just just before 9.30 Eastern Time. So, hour and a half ago, Central Time. It is 12.09 Central Time here. The United States fired 59 Tomahawk cruise missiles at Syria overnight in response to what it believes was a chemical weapons attack that killed more than 100 people. At least six people were killed, Syria claimed, but the Pentagon said civilians were not targeted and the strike was aimed at military airfield in Homs. How about one of the missiles hit their intended target? One U.S. military official told NBC News the other missile failed. The strike completed a policy reversal for Donald Trump, who once warned America to stay out of conflict. And drew angry responses from uh, Damascus. Uh, Damascus and its main ally, Russia. I'll go figure. Now, of course, there are some diehard Trump supporters saying, well, we told you that they're not in collusion with Russia. Oh, great news. Uh, now we're, we're bombing a country with um, lacking evidence. Not that we should be bombing them with evidence anyway. It's not our country, and it's not good to use chemical weapons on innocents. Again, foreign intervention from a president, a Republican president, that said they are not to be the policemen of the world. Now, if you're familiar with the 2000 election between George W. Bush and Al Gore, George W. Bush also has similar rhetoric, a more nation or a national friendly rhetoric against foreign intervention. This comes on the anniversary of World War One, 100 years, as of yesterday, I believe. And I also heard estimates not verified by me. This is $100 million in military hardware to carry out this attack. So to put some things in perspective here, let's look at some of Donald Trump's old tweets to Obama as presented by RT but presented by other people as well not exactly uh, hard to verify here since it's on Donald Trump's Twitter uh, tweeted by Donald Trump on the 30th of August 2013 the president must get congressional approval before attacking Syria, big mistake if he does not. There was no congressional approval for these 59 Tomahawk missiles directed at this military base, this Assad military base. Um, the Assad regime that isn't necessarily good. Um, I, I would never, I would never say it's. I would go as far as to say it's a bad regime too. But who's celebrating? Who's celebrating this attack? Uh, 
right. ISIS, Al Qaeda, to name a few, Hillary Clinton, John McCain, Lindsey Graham, the usual suspects. Another tweet from Donald Trump on the 3rd of September, 2013. What I am saying is stay out of Syria. Wow, I, you should follow your own advice. Here's another tweet from the 30th of August, 2013. If Obama attacks Syria and innocent civilians are hurt and killed, he and the U.S. will look very bad. Another tweet from the September 5th of 2013 and all caps again our very our very sorry our very foolish leader do not attack Syria if you do many uh, many very bad things will happen and from that fight the US gets nothing very wise treats tweets rather uh, from Donald Trump uh, the, the, the treat here is his major reversal um, which I was really hoping, you know, I, I kind of said his whole presidency is was kind of a gamble, kind of seemed like a gamble, um, just kind of hoping it wouldn't go this direction, but I have some other things to get into too, is change of staff, uh, the demotion of Steve Bannon, the whole left leftist media and, and everything else, the military industrial complex, just they just hated Steve Bannon. You know, talking about how evil he was, but oh, here we go. Um, he he gets uh, he loses some rank, and we start bombing. I bet everybody's real happy now. I even uh, went on the Huffington Post to read some comments of all places, and some of the not while well, not friendly comments, some of the least mean comments I've read on Donald Trump all a while. Um. So I just wonder who who are these leftists anyway? Are they really leftists? Are they neoconservatives who have jumped ship? You know, I hear of leftists so-called jumping ship to the more libertarian side. You know, people like Dave Rubin, for one, who who normally has leftist views. Uh, or maybe like a Sargon of a cod or whatever. I'm not really too. I'm not familiar a lot with the latter, but a little bit. Who seems to be coming more right wing, I would say, or libertarian. I I I'm cautious in saying right wing. And then you have the so-called left, or the people that you would think would be left. Some of the other ones banging on the drums for war. Another tweet from August 29th, 2013. If we are going to continue to be stupid and go into Syria, and here's a, in parentheses, watch Russia. As they say in the movies, shoot first and talk later. Well, that, I guess that's kind of what he did, was shoot first and talk later elements of surprise. However, Russia isn't bombing a sovereign nation. Russia is bombing terrorists who we should be bombing, but apparently we are we are on the side of helping them out now. Let's see what else. I'm in a bad mood, by the way. <laughs> I don't have anything nice to say uh, about this. Here's from, here's from even earlier, October 9th, 2012. Now that Obama's poll numbers are in tailspin, watch for him to Launch a strike on Libya or Iran. He is desperate. So maybe this is a clue into Donald Trump's sinking poll numbers. He, they actually did go up a little bit. I had an article on, I think Rasmussen. Let me find it real quick. Yeah, Rasmussen brought his poll numbers from the 30s to the 40s somewhere. 45%. So, pretty high compared to the last ones I read, but I, I read anyway, but that was a IBD poll, not Rasmussen. Rasmussen they, they you should typically get others. I've heard Rasmussen, I don't remember. I used to do the, the uh, every show I used to do, I used to run over the polls. I'm not going to look again, but... 
I've heard others say that Rasmussen had more accurate ones. So what else? What else? What else? Articles everywhere regarding this. I don't need. To, I don't want to keep repeating. Um, the same points over and over again, but I'll, I'm going to look at this Daily Mail article here. Putin tells the world, attacking Syria again, you'll need to go get through me. Russian battleship is positioned between U.S. warships and runway hit by Trump's airstrike as Vladimir makes his move. Here's some bullet points on this article. U.S. military fired more than 50 Tomahawk missiles at El Shirat probably pronouncing that incorrectly, military airfield at 845 EDT, time zone, I'm not familiar with, personally. Another bullet point here, move comes just hours after Trump said something should happen following Tuesday's gas attack atrocity. atrocity. By the way, he did get up and speak about it, talking about the poor kids they got attacked by possibly this false flag or whatever, whatever it was. Maybe it was Assad, maybe it wasn't. It it does I'm not convinced <laughs> it was Assad just giving the, the situation and the history regarding a lot of this. Here's one of his quote, even beautiful babies were cruelly murdered in this very barbaric attack, talking about the gas attack. President Vladimir Putin issued a fierce response calling the airstrike an illegal act of aggression. U.S. called a partner of ISIS by al-Assad's spokesman who said the military strikes are reckless and irresponsible. Trump says airfield used to store toxic weapons and was base for the aircraft involved in the Sarin attack. Claims that nine were killed, more were injured. Severely, the strike severely damaged the airbase. U.S. told Moscow it was launching an airstrike about 30 minutes in advance, but did not ask for permission. So they possibly told Moscow to get their people out, because I heard it suspected that there have been Russian personnel, may have been Russian personnel in the building. I'll read a little bit from this article. Vladimir Putin has today diverted a warship to protect, protect the Syrian coast and vowed to bolster Bashar Assad's al-Assad, rather, missile defense defenses against further U.S. strikes as fears grew the crisis could topple a war between Russia and the West. The Russian president has immediately sent his admiral, uh, let's see, another word I probably can't pronounce, Gregorovich, Frigate, armed with cruise missiles and self-defense system from the Black Sea to dock in Syria ladder. The only, the only good news I can bring out of this um, was based off of some comments Hillary made recently. Let me see if I can pull up that article. Where she... She, she, she suggests that, he, that uh, bombing the airfields is the way to go. Uh, and then he even goes further saying the uh, to make Syria a no-fly zone. As seen by many and many people who got Trump into office as an aggressive act of war. Here we go. It's an article on CNN from today. Hillary Clinton, U.S. should take out Assad's airfields. On CNN.com. Hillary Clinton called on the United States to take out Syrian leader Bashar al-Assad Air Force or Assad's Air Force on Thursday days after a chemical attack killed more than 70 people in a war-torn country. So uh, those of you who voted for Hillary here don't ask for any apologies from Trump voters. Quote, Assad has an Air Force 
and that Air Force is the cause of most of these civilian deaths as we have seen over the years and as we've seen again in the last few days. Clinton said in a speech at the Women in the World Summit in New York City, quote, and I really believe that we should have and should still take out his airfields and prevent him from being able to bomb innocent people and drop sarin, is that sarin gas on them, S-A-R-I-N. So I'm not entirely positive how to pronounce that gas. Going to get most of my news from text rather than video. The former Secretary of State and Democratic presidential nominee against Trump in 2016 reiterated her support for a no-fly zone over Syria and a more direct support for protesters. And I wonder if that direct support for protesters means army and ISIS. Um, another quote here, I still believe we should have uh, done a no-fly zone, she said, in a slight knock against former President Barack Obama whose cabinet she served in, we should have been more willing to confront Assad. So, there you go. People voted in Trump to keep the warmonger out, and what did they get? A warmonger. Possibly a slightly less crazy warmonger, but maybe a slightly more crazy warmonger. We'll say, we'll see. Again, this is a gamble. Uh, this is Trump is going very much against his rhetoric. Kind of wondering what's the deal? Was he taken over by emotion? Um, I don't want to be the guy that says, "Well, maybe he knows something that we don't know." I mean, that's just blindly following a politician like a lemming. I'm not going to just trust him. You know, I, he's been dishonest in the past. I'm not, I'm not going to go as far as the, uh, you know, CNN, Washington Post, New York Times media calling him a liar for every little thing that they misinterpret that he says. But still, he's not entirely honest. He changes his mind. I can't hate somebody for changing their mind, but I guess when it results in stuff like this, uh, he's going to lose a lot of support. He's not going to be elected in 2020. There's no way if he keeps this up. So hopefully he's going to sit back and he's going to take this criticism that he's getting uh, from well, people more famous than I am. Anyway, uh, he's going he's to take this with more than a grain of salt here. And maybe he'll reassess the situation. This isn't going to help on the war on terrorism it's going to make matters worse this is going to advance terrorism in Syria at least and uh, other people well, who? what's his name Rex Tillerson maybe I thought he had, might have said something about you know uh, we, we need to get the, the Assad regime out and replace it with what you know, usually you get you get a terrible dictator out, and you get an even more terrible one in after. Syria is in no position to elect democratically or otherwise a good leader. I don't think they may just elect somebody who promises the best stuff or promises the best outcome. And does not deliver. Now I heard a statistic, another unverified statistic by me, so take it with a grain of salt, do your own research. Just like everything I say, do your own research, don't just believe me. But two-thirds of Syrian refugees coming into Europe and other places cannot or are illiterate in their own native language. So that might tell you something about the populace of Syria at this point in time in history. Now I mentioned something about could possibly be a false flag. And where is it a false flag from? Is it a false flag from the rebels? The, the ISIS or whatever? Are they trying to make the regime look bad? 
Is it a false flag from the deep state? Who wants perpetual war and regime change? Los Angeles Times reports, Syrian government insists it does not use chemical weapons. U.S. vows serious response to attack. So even if Syria is using chemical weapons, they're cowering. You know, this, this isn't, this isn't uh, your grandpa's war. Did, uh, did Germany invade Poland and say, it's not us, somebody else is invading Poland? Uh, no, they owned up to it. So even if Syria is using chemical weapons, they can't even own up to it and they cower and say they're, they're not using it because they're afraid they can get taken out, they can get bombed. Uh, they need to play their cards right if they're smart. Here's Tillerson, a quote, There is no doubt in our minds that Syria and the regime under Bashar Assad were responsible for the attack. It's a serious matter that requires a serious response. Well, that makes me feel much better that there's no a doubt in your mind. Well, maybe you should look into my mind. <laughs> I endorse my mind. Um, and I also endorse myself for president. It's a little bit late to run. Or it's a little bit late to get into president now. But I did run. And I'll, I'll run again in 2020. I just want to make it a an every every presidential thing, <laughs> and, and every presidential election thing. Maybe one year I'll get a vote or two. I'm just reaching an olive branch out. I never did service in the military, so I'll I'll do my service that way. Um, let's see. Anything else to add? I mean, there's a lot to add on this. A lot of the story's still coming together now. Um, a lot of praise from neocons and Al Qaeda and <laughs> rebels. Uh, a lot of disappointment for people who voted for Trump and expected him to not be the policeman of the world, not to expand the military-industrial complex. And of course, Trump said he's going to strengthen the military. Well, that, that, that could mean different things. Now, if I were president, I'd also want a strong military. I would close all of our bases overseas, bring our troops home, and stock up on weapons here, and secure our borders. And I would make our country a country that would be the last country any regime, any other country in the world, no matter how strong, would want to invade or mess with. And I think that is a very practical stance to take. And if you'd like to argue with me on that, please call in. 602-753-3005-602-753-3005. Let me know, are you a... Trump supporter, are you a Trump detractor or whatever? What are your opinions on all this? Do you hate Trump but like the fact that he's bombing Syria? Do you like Trump but hate the fact that he's bombing Syria? I, uh, interesting times we live in. Well, we're about halfway through. You know, I don't want to... drag this uh, article or this story on too long I had a bunch of other things I wanted to go there's there's more developments in the uh, the wiretapping stuff uh, rights denies bomb administration appropriately unmasked uh, inappropriately unmasked Trump team members article on the hill another one from Washington Post Rice denies compiling leaking names of Trump officials from intelligence reports. Article from Gravian. CNN goes on a rampage against Susan Rice bombshell and instructs viewers to ignore her story. Well, it's it's looking pretty good that, uh, or it's looking pretty favorably that Trump and his associates were spied on in a uh, pretty shady manner. But 
I don't want, yeah, I'm not going to probably get into too much of that. Ivanka Trump, a, a, a hit in China, according to an article in New York Times called The Goddess Yi Wan Ka. Ivanka Trump is a hit in China, kind of an interesting article. This kind of the whole, the whole like Syria thing kind of spoiled it for me. I don't want to get into any like fun Trump articles right now. <laughs> Trump and I aren't speaking at the moment. Um, North Korea, again, more threats coming out of North Korea. Bows more, most ruthless blow on the United States after Trump pledges to build up defenses. I mean, what a joke, North Korea. You're such a joke. To, like, you know, all these threats. I know there's threats coming from the United States and everybody else. But it doesn't matter. You can launch all your nukes into the United States. Not, not that you have the technology to, but even if you did, you could launch all those nukes over here. The whole world's going to turn you into a parking lot. That's it. And, it. and I thought of this, too. If I was president... Uh, I would I would probably make it a policy. I would have my non-interventionist foreign policy. I'd bring our troops home and stock up on here. I would say if if any country like North Korea did massive attack on U.S. citizens on our soil or whatever, we would use our military to wipe the country out and to the family of the victims equally spread up. There, the uh, the assets of North Korea or whatever country did it, the land and uh, well, we'll hand it over to them, whatever we can get as payment for uh, their their mistake of attacking the United States. Well, son of a bitch, let's get out of this bad mood here, and let's talk about something fun. Let's talk about let's talk about. Kendall Jenner's Pepsi ad, and I actually feel I don't know a lot about Kendall Jenner. I know her name, of course, because she's like a one of them Kardashians type people, a socialite or whatever, someone that poses slutty pictures of himself on Instagram and, and is famous for it. And camera follows her ass around everywhere she goes. Well, she made this Pepsi commercial, and uh, I kind of feel bad for her. <laughs> to tell you the truth, you know, I don't expect her to make the correct decision. You know, she, her whole life since she was probably pretty young, um, has been surrounding people have been probably kissing her ass, surrounding her with cameras, telling her that the whole world adores her and all this other stuff. So she probably just thinks she's safe. Uh, just you know, following the lead of you know whatever, whatever endorsement, whatever things that people tell her to jump into. Well, she made a Pepsi ad, and the I think the goal of the ad was to capitalize on the kind of protest culture we have and to sh be shown as kind of like a peace kind of thing between protesters and police. And it just ended up offending everybody on every side of things. And Pepsi has issued an apology, saying they missed the mark on the message. A message that seems to be trivializing people's discontent with the political system and everything else and the state of things and they apologize for putting Kendall Jenner in that position. Um, so, I mean, yeah, if I, was, if I was asked to do a Pepsi commercial like that, I would definitely say no. <laughs> I guess I just personally have low expectations of somebody like Kendall Jenner to even think about this. Let me let me play this video here. I think this is the original commercial. If it's not, I'll stop and I'll I'll play the original. Although it was taken down from Pepsi's YouTube channel and it was taken down from Kendall Jenner's YouTube channel here, but I'm gonna play this. This is uh, two minutes and forty seconds long, so it may be additional stuff. If it is, if it's commentary, 
I'll find the original one. But here we go. So, opening up a Pepsi and playing a thing. Showing protests. Let me let me look at some of these signs here. It's, it's just a flash. You know, it's, it's probably hard to explain this commercial here. So look it up for yourself here. They they show like a diverse group of people. You know, we got a woman with a hijab, some guy with a thing on his head, and people of different colors and backgrounds. I just paused it. They cut to Kendall Jenner. I guess wearing a blonde wig because she takes it off later, but she's just getting photographed. She knows all these happy protesters with peace signs and all this other crap. Let's see. Yeah, I'm looking at the signs here. So somebody has a, a, a sign that says love. Somebody has a sign that says join the conversation. Peace signs. All, all just like really generic protest kind of stuff. Kendall Jenner is noticing like, oh, what's this? Is this a movement? We've got some guy with a cello for some reason. Drinking a Pepsi and always looking out too. Kind of like Kendall Jenner was. Everybody's drinking Pepsi, putting up peace signs. The girl with the hijab is frustrated about something, notices the protest, runs out with her camera. I guess all these people are joining the conversation. People are dancing and playing instruments for some reason. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very cringeworthy commercial. So You're showing Kendall Jenner's interest. She's looking at the guy that was playing the cello. Kind of signals her to join, so she rips off her blonde wig with just her black hair now. She grabs a Pepsi. She does some fist bumping and some acknowledgement to people in the crowd here. Walks up in slow motion model fashion while the uh, woman in the hijab takes her picture. And now she's approaching a police officer in a line. With the Pepsi can, the police officer takes the Pepsi can, looks at it, opens it, drinks it, and everybody starts cheering, throwing their fists in the air like we just solved the world's problems. Woo! <laughs> and it says live Boulder. So yeah, it's it just a, a total cringe-worthy Pepsi commercial, and um, I don't know something something fun to watch and talk about, I guess, in this world of crappy news. Now, other thing I mentioned before, Ann Coulter breaks silence on Jimmy Walker romance. Rumors that were spreading around recently. Dynamite! Uh, article on Decider.com. Twitter and the rest of the internet went crazy yesterday after rumors began circulating about a romance between right-wing commenter Ann Coulter and Good Time star Jimmy Walker. And by the way, I saw the picture of them at first and I did not recognize him as the, the Dynamite guy. He doesn't look the same. Um... Story started after Good Times producer Norman Lear sat down with Blackish creator Kenya Barris in a segment for the Entertainment Weekly's Untold Stories and told him Walker dates Ann Coulter. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, and there's some pictures circulating with them showing up to showing up to it, uh, events together. And Ann Coulter uh, released a statement. Best of friends, love him, no romance. She wrote, I guess she previously addressed the gossip 
on Huffington Post Live, Huff Post Live, back in 2013. I didn't look that up. It's not that big of a story to me. Just thought it interesting to mention where she essentially said the same thing. Um, the duo were close friends, nothing more. Did not elaborate any further on her Twitter except to inform the Daily Mail that there was no E in Anne. <laughs> That's funny. Spelled her name wrong, so she corrected them. She went back to business tweeting about Trump and pointless wars. So this was before the war in Syria. You know what? Ann Coulter has been a defender of Trump. You know what? Alex Jones, too. A lot of people calling Alex Jones a Trump shill. Um, Alex Jones visibly upset and well, verbally upset about this. Kind of, kind of along the lines of not entirely giving up on Trump, but hoping that it won't continue. David Knight pissed off about it. Uh, I like. I'm a fan of David Knight. The way he reports, he's got that. He's got that kind of news kind of voice. I like. And I think he's pretty fair. He doesn't use a. He uses loaded language, and you could totally tell he's biased. But he doesn't. He's not as loaded as Alex Jones. Um, whereas Alex Jones, if he thinks there's a conspiracy going on, he'll kind of like twist the story a little bit. Um, apparently, hearing Paul Joseph Watson is not too happy about this either. One that also came to uh, Paul Joseph Watson came to Donald Trump's defense a lot. So here's Ann Coulter tweeting. She's tweeting like crazy right now. Doesn't look like she's happy about this either. Let me look. She's got a tweet 37 minutes ago. Trump should read it. We'll remind him what made him so great. So what does this say? Uh, no, this is a tweet from somebody else. It says, what happened to Trump we trust? Ann Coulter, I expected to spend this part of a Trump presidency tweeted that it's legal to deport anchor babies not arguing against another Mideast war. I actually didn't know a lot of Ann Coulter's positions on war. I just thought she was more of a pro-Republican person, but it's, it's least that she is going against the grain of the neocons. I just hate the fact... I mean, I don't like Democrats or Republicans, but, you know, I would like the Republicans at least if if the they weren't that Republican name wasn't associated with neocons, if we had Republicans that were just actual conservatives or libertarians, uh, then I would be all on board with the Republican stuff. <sighs> and she tweets, "In Trumpism, we trust, or in Trump, the candidate we trust." Chapter six, I think that's our book. Ridicules all the non-Trump candidates constantly pushing for war. Ugh. I, uh, you know, I was supposed to break from the whole war stuff. Um, let's go to. Um, that's because I went to Ann Coulter, but I, I am was generally curious to see what her thoughts on this whole situation was. Let's uh, let's go do let's try to do something else fun here. In the meantime, before we all give up on politics and burn the country down, um, talking to your dog is a sign of intelligence. An article on Indy100.com. I, I don't know what this is. Posted three days ago by Jessica Brown in Discover. I don't know who Jessica Brown is, but I wanted to read this article anyway. Just because I thought it was... I just said it, it had an interesting title. And it typically, you know, I, I read these things a lot where they, they have these, like, stupid studies where it's just, like, circumstantial evidence. Um thinking that like causation is whatever I can't I can't think of the though how how that phrase goes um when when you're drawing correlations between something and something else could be for multiple reasons here well let's, let's read on here have you ever named your car talked to your pets or saying to your plants don't worry you're not losing it in fact it's a sign of intelligence I'm sure anthra Anthropomorphism, anthropomorphizing rather, giving human-like tendencies to inanimate objects and animals. Wait, are you talking about inanimate animals? Those are dead animals. 
I think it's inanimate objects and alive animals, for purposes of clarification, is, quote, a natural byproduct of the tendency to make humans uniquely smart on this planet, Nicholas Epley, behavioral science professor at the University of Chicago, told Quartz. And she goes on in the article, hear that we're uniquely smart. I'm sure. Yeah, I heard that, but I don't draw, I'm not drawing that conclusion from the behavioral science professor. They probably might, for all I know, he doesn't know his head from his ass. But anyway, no other species has the ability, Epley says, and we do it way more often than we even realize. So is that is that the reason why we're smart? Because we can do things that animals can't? There's uh, quite a few things that we can do that animals can't too, other than talk to our dogs and sing to our plants. Uh, let's see. Well, I've, I've heard a dog growl at a toy, a dog toy. So is that dog giving the dog toy animal properties by growling at it? So maybe animals, maybe dogs are as smart as people. What a revelation. Let me continue on with the article. You might shout at your car for being difficult or call the weather angry. In fact, the weather is a great example that gives uh, storms human names. But it's a sign of intelligence. Uh, quote, Recognizing the mind of another human being involves some psychological processes. As recognizing the mind of other animals, a god, or even a gadget is a reflection of our brain's greatest ability rather than a sign of our stupidity. So there's something to tell Fluffy when you get home. What a dumb article. <laughs> and and this, is, this is coming from a guy who yells at his computer. I should, I should release some of the audio. I record a little bit of audio before the episode starts. And I should release some of that of me yelling at my computer for not uh, working properly before the show begins. Now, I don't feel intelligent and above animals when I yell at my computer. When it's all said and done and I calm down, I feel like an idiot for yelling at a computer. And I don't think a dog is smart for growling at a dog toy. So this article gets it all wrong here. Uh, fun. What else? What else? What else? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end on this one because you can't get a better story than this. Girl found living with monkeys in Indian forest. On the bostonglobe.com. And I read this article before. I'll go over it a little bit more. Uh, a lot of the people are, are calling this fake. I so want this article to be true though. I really do. I don't know if it's true or I don't know if it's fake. But uh, it's, it's inter interesting nonetheless. Article on yeah bostonglobe.com, girl found living with monkeys in Indian forest by a name I can't pronounce, Biswashit Banerjee from the Associated Press. You have a picture of the girl here, subtitled, a young girl, young Indian girl sat on bed at a hospital on Thursday. Uh, article from Lucknow, India. Or originating from <clears throat> Indian police are reviewing reports of a miss or uh, of missing children to identify a girl who was found living in a forest with a group of monkeys. Let that sink in for a minute. The girl, believed to be 10 to 12 years old, was unable to speak, was wearing no clothes, and was uh, em emaciated when she was discovered in January and taken to a hospital in Bahraik, possibly, a town in Uttar Pradesh state in northern India. She behaved like an animal, running her arms and legs and eating food off the floor with her mouth, said D.K. Singh, possibly. Uh, a chief medical superintendent of the government-run hospital. After treatment, she began walking normally and eating with her hands. Quote, she is still not able to speak but understands whatever you tell her and even smiles. 
The doctor said, Some woodcutters spotted the girl roaming with monkeys. A police officer, Dinesh Tripathi, told the Associated Press on Thursday, the alerted police, quote, They said the girl was naked and, and was very comfortable in the company of the monkeys. When they tried to rescue the girl, they were chased away by the monkeys. The officer said, They rescued the girl later by a police officer in the Qatar Nia Ghat Forest Range. Quote, when he called the girl, the monkeys attacked him, but he was able to rescue the girl. He sped away with her in his police car while the monkeys gave chase. He said police are trying to determine how the girl got in the forest and who her parents are. She will be sent to a juvenile home for ju or she will be had sent to a home for juveniles until she is identified. So imagine that if the story is true. And I've heard of similar stories like this, and I've actually heard a similar story like this, I believe, in India. <clears throat> I, I heard of one like this in Germany too, but it's kind of uh, suspected that this this uh, young man that came out of this German forest and said he was living there for all these years was lying. But there was another one. Uh, The similar story I'm thinking of, it was a young girl, again, found, and she was, I think she was identified, but she was living, I guess, just in a a survivalist kind of manner, but she wasn't living with a group of monkeys. This story is especially weird that way, that these monkeys were apparently, they seemed to be her family. Again, if the story is true, going as far as to protect her and trying to prevent her from being removed from the, uh, what do you call a a group of monkeys? (laughs) A herd of monkeys, a tribe of monkeys, a um, flock of monkeys, I don't know. A band of monkeys. A regime of monkeys, a country of monkeys. Um, Here's some of the comments here. Real life Tarzan crazy. A lot of people are calling this fake. It does seem, it is a little bit hard to swallow. But maybe I'll keep this story bookmarked and and try to find some more information on it. It'd be interesting if they had any videos of it, but I doubt it. It's always hard hard to tell uh, what's the truth and what's not. But uh, on that note, I'm going to wrap up the show here. Thanks for tuning in on this... um, Caldwell Madison Review going live at a uh, unique time here for the show. This has been Caldwell Madison Review episode 53. I hope everybody has a great weekend and I hope I have some great news and things of that nature to share with you on Monday. Actually, Monday. I don't think I'll be doing a live show on Monday. I may pre-record a show on Sunday or earlier Monday set to go Set to be, or set to go, um, I can't say go live, be distributed or whatever, on Monday at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. So take a look for that. Uh, Again, have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll hope to catch you next time.